Hot news. What's up, buddy? I got to figure out how to, you know, let this thing, uh, I, I got to like turn on the computer like 30, 40 minutes beforehand because I only go on the computer a couple times a week and just have to catch up. And it's like, bing, 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 <laughs> so I'm looking at our, our group thing and Instagram because Instagram's been playing games all day uh, with um, messages, and I'm just now reading over all the ones from like nine this morning. Oh yeah, no seven in the morning. Jesus, nine seventeen last night. Uh, where what? Where am I been doing? <laughs> Jake. <laughs> Said big baller shock collar. Yeah, I saw that shock Ooh. collar. <laughs> and you so saw we're it. like the, the easy e thing, the the Wu Tang thing, <laughs> big baller shock yeah. collar. Shock collar. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man! And did you see that that Ryan Reed finally got into the group, and he was like, "What the fuck did I just walk into?" <laughs> Where was that? That's literally all he said. <laughs> but uh, I don't, hello, I don't down see him anywhere. Hi, Mike. What's up, AM and D? And Dizzle. And Dizzy. Well, that's from you. Yeah, dude, it's like. Messages all day have been not working. So playing catch up, keeping us down. Oh, Henry's in. Uh, so I got to tell you, Henry and I had a very exciting day, but we'll we'll segue to that in a minute. What are we smoking? <clears throat> uh, uh, subpar. Like tired of smoking them, but it's all I have left. Espinosa. <laughs> well, what I, I guess what I got. Minutes for the moment. For the moment, last minute. That's I was Shot combining two. Shot collar. Um, I went with your aging room. Oh, you didn't smoke that I covered us. Doing it for uh, for snakes. You 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 actually had the self restraint to not smoke every cigar you yeah. brought with you because I didn't know what you're doing right now. But I can't smoke junk on, on snakes. I gotta smoke good shit. Hey, Copney says snake was the category for the daily double on Jeopardy today. Hi, Cox. And so I'm glad you were here. What was the question? What was the Daily Double? I'm not going to go watch it. Speaking of which, hold on. Cox. Mike Copney, I told him to get in touch with you because he, he's like on the hunt for super dwarf people. And I was like, go talk to Ryan Cox. So I don't know if they found each other yet, but they're here together at the same time. So You don't know <laughs> if it's Jim Payer. Well, Cox says it's Jim Payer. Oh, cool. 
And there you have I mean, it, Joseph. I mean, I don't think he's like a huge help, but, you know, to each their own. I will be honest. I watched uh, Cox live, not live, uh, Instagram story earlier about him, like, having a migraine. I was like, man, I want to give him a hug so bad. He just looked like he just looked like he needed a hug. He looked like he was cold and tired. Don't be. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a busy week. What's that? So it's a busy week, man. I was on. Uh, so we're doing this. We got THP tomorrow. Uh, nice. Then I was on Carly and James's podcast, Reptile Gumbo, last night. Cool. Been playing catch up with magazine stuff. Had Carpet Fest over the weekend. You know, just yeah, we survived. Doesn't by stop. The our, by the skin of our teeth, but we survived. Dude, my, my I had never it had never felt so good to be back in my bed. <clears throat> like I, I came her. home. I went to bed at like nine. Yeah, I uh, I called my mom when I was like halfway home, and I was like, "Listen, I know you're sick of watching the dog, but I gotta go home and like unload all this camping crap hour, and then I'll come get it." And she's like, it's eight o'clock at night." I was like, "No, no, I'll be there like dinner time. I got like seven, <laughs> but it had to had to happen. had to have a shower. It wasn't eight. So we survived Carpet Fest, man. You want to talk about it a little bit or no? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a great time. You know, it was. It yeah. Was exactly- uh, go ahead. Huh? I'm trying to let you talk. Are you lagging out on me? No. Uh oh. Okay. I'm just sitting incredibly <laughs> still. Uh. <clears throat> it was a good time, man. Um, got to meet a, a lot of people that weren't there last year. Uh, Mike Copney, who's in the chat, being one of them, really enjoyed hanging out with, with him and his lady. Um, and, I, and actually, there was a couple of South Carolina guys there. Um you know, Copney being one, me and Jake, uh, Jacob CH, who's up in Charleston, he's a big Condro guy. Um, there's some other guys from upstate that didn't make it down, but I was talking to Copney about like a little South Carolina crew, just get together and chill. Good. Something up in Columbia. So I think we might, might make that happen at some point, maybe when it starts warming up or when it starts cooling down. We'll see. Phil's always, Phil's always flexing. <laughs> yeah, not like a not like a reptile expo, but literally just like the south. The, just the meetup, Columbia Central. Yeah, yeah. Bogota is a beautiful town. Huh? Bad joke. I don't get it. Oh wait, <laughs> Columbia. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, good one. I enjoyed it though, man. Carpet Fest was was awesome. Um, 
you know, like I said, got there was a bunch of people that weren't there last year. There was a bunch of people that didn't make it down that were there last year that weren't this year. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's always I'm like I'm always super excited to get down there and get to it. But then by like the time the weekend is over, I'm like, I want to go home. Like my social yeah. battery's gone. <laughs> I want my bed. I don't want to sleep on a tent on the ground again. Right. You know, which I mean, honestly, it wasn't as brutal last year. I felt like crap the next morning. Like I had slept on my shoulder wrong and I was hating life, but it wasn't, it wasn't so bad this time. This both mornings I kind of woke up and was feeling decent. You know, I was also sleeping really hard. I haven't stayed up that late in a very long time. I'm an old man, dude. Like 11 o'clock rolls around, 10 o'clock rolls around. Um, I'm usually in bed and sleeping. I know the feeling. We're old now. I was just saying uh, before you came in that I thought out a chick and was like, that's all I have as far as like bigger meal items. And so I was like, oh, I'm sure, you know, my female cyanide will eat it. No problem. It's a bird. Like, yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, well, I thought it out, offered it to her. We're talking chicken chick, right? Yeah. Okay. No, like nothing. No, she's like, get it away yeah. from me. Very strange. But at the same time, she's never, she's never eaten anything but mice. So probably didn't really register with her. Right. So then I had my female corn snake, which was also due for me. And I was like, you've never had one of these either. And she like came out of the tub and like launched at it and grabbed it. Things freaking psychotic. Good, good, good. The, um, how, how was your first carpet fest? It was exactly what I expected, but I was not expecting the. How do I phrase this? All right, so I'm the new guy, right? I'm the new guy. I haven't been around a long time in this group, and. Um, I've been doing this a long time, but not this group. So, like, right. I don't expect people to know who I am. I don't expect people to be like, oh, you're the guy with those geckos. Like, I don't, I don't expect that in the least capacity. But it, it, I didn't, I didn't. The everyone was warm and welcoming. Everyone was like, oh, you're the guy doing the cigar thing with Charlton. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's who I am. Awesome. So nice to finally meet you. <laughs> I've got to be honest, there's a couple of people that I was like, oh my God, that's them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, and then I was like, nah, it's cool. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Big I'm fan. a wolf. Leave it at that. There was actually a part where um, when we went to that brewery the first night, um, we were bullshitting outside smoking a cigarette with Arnold and Balin came over mm -hmm. and he, Arnold started making fun of Balin because I guess he loves like hyping up like, oh my God, it's Jason Balin. Oh my God. Yeah, like, uh, and Balin's dude. just sitting there like, dude, for real. Yeah, <coughs> yeah that guy wore shorts. He did that with everybody. <coughs> so, Jesus. What's funny is you I can tell that, yeah, I've been, I've got the cough back again. So I, I can tell that Balin was a little like socially awkward whenever Arnold was doing that. So I went up to him and I was like, hey man, huge fan. Are you really Jason Balin? <laughs> I was, I was like, huge fan, followed you for years, 
That was it. I didn't even shake his hand. And he was like, and he was like, he was okay. like, thanks, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wheel around. Yeah, that was the first time I had met him too, and. What are, what are we doing? What is happening? You talking to me? That was the first. That was yeah. That was the first time I had met him. Uh, and I mean, I didn't get to talk to him a whole lot, but there was one time where there was a group kind of hanging out fireside, and me and him were chatting a little bit. I asked him, you know, what he's producing that. this year and some other stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy. You know, he's yeah. he's still doing his thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which is better than when I talked to Tim Morris before Daytona and was like, hey, you know, what are you producing this year? And Tim Morris is like, I haven't produced Condros in like a decade, bro. And I was like, oh, how stupid of me. I should have known that. How foolish. The guy, the guy who practically invented blue Condros. And he's like, yeah, I haven't bred any. I haven't produced anything in God knows how long. So did she <laughs> She yeah, ended up on. She ended up with the gator penis. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't even see that thing. What was it? Just like a baculum or what? Yeah, but it was like in a shadow box on moss. It's a very, very nice centerpiece for any table, any dining room table. Nice, nice. And I Fine representation of the Herbert Pia was. Pia was really gunning for that one too. That's hilarious. I'll tell you, man, Steve Sr., uh, I felt bad that I wanted to beat him out of the auction because, like, they're, they're opening up a pet shop, and he wanted to get cages for the pet shop and everything. And I was like, he's like, 55. And I was like, 60, 65. I was like, 75. And I won, and I was like, oh, I feel bad. I should just give him a cage. <laughs> but I did not vote on any auction items, at least. Uh, I did on a few in the beginning, and then once I got outbid, I was like, I'm done. Because I learned my lesson last year, bid on a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I'm not going to win it, you know, whatever. And then they ended up calling my name a bunch of times because I had won a lot of stuff and then had to pay up. Yeah. So I was like, that's not happening again next year. You know, just it's dangerous. Because there's so many yeah, I feel like if you're not keeping an eye on them. Oh, yeah. You sneak up on you. Of course. And then, you know, you're drinking. And it's only another $25, whatever. And then do, 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 do. But uh, I will say this, though. I wasn't expecting you to bid on anything simply because I felt like you put enough the work you did all the postings, the listings, the ads, all that stuff, man. I felt like you uh, you most definitely contributed to the cause. Well, we also put up a THP shirt, a TCC shirt, a magazine shirt, that magazine ad space. Uh, I would have put up like a voucher or an animal if I had anything really for sale. I have, you know, I got some gray bands, but like half of them aren't eating. So I'm not going to put up one of those that someone's then going to struggle to get going. Yeah. If I had animals or something, you know, I'd put up a chondro in a heartbeat. If I had any. Mm -hmm. I ain't scared. Well, I lost it. Yeah, we're still waiting to get the final tally as far as what was raised, but it's it's already surpassed what we raised last year. 
Nice. So. Excellent. Excellent. Uploaded the, which is good. Yes, <clears throat> that was kind of a you know it's never it's never as easy as just uh, uploading it. You know mm -hmm. it ended up being like I'd I'd work on I put it in Premiere. I can't speak. My I'm like super tired, so I'm trying to stay uh, on track. But I put it in Premiere. <clears throat> did all the edits or whatever I needed to put all the because there was like six different files. Right. Because between each person, I would stop it, start a new, and, and go whatever. So I put it all in Premiere, put it all together, and then I'd export it. And then it kept giving me this error code. After like an hour of it working on exporting, it would be like error. You know. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go on Google and figure out what that error code meant. Then I had to go back. I ended up just like getting out of Premiere Pro and just using Premiere Rush, which is like the quick version, the simple version. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And then that was doing the same thing. And so then I had to go in and like restart everything. And finally, after like four hours of messing with this thing, it finally, finally worked. And I uploaded it, which I then up like left it on overnight to upload on YouTube because it takes forever. Right. I woke up and it was at like 40%. Oh. So then I was like, whatever. I put on my, uh, my mobile hotspot because I have Verizon and connected my computer to that. And it was within like 20 minutes, it was finally uploaded. And I was like, Jesus. Then I had to rip the audio and I had to upload that. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad it's there. Like if, if there's, if there wasn't so much good information in there, important information right. that you could use, right. I don't know that I would have. Relative pertinent information. Well, I mean, I learned a lot just from that whole talk, you know, like, Sure. We hear about these viruses and stuff a lot, but we don't, a lot of people kind of don't really know exactly what that means. Like, what's it going to do to your snake? You know, how, like, they don't know really the details, I guess is kind of the better way to put it. Sure. Um, so, like, knowing, like, this is what's happening to your snake when it has the virus. This is why it's yeah. going downhill so slowly. And, you know, I, I learned a lot from that talk. Most definitely. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that there were different strains that are affecting different animals different ways. I thought mm -hmm. there was, you know, three of them, and they just were there. No, I didn't realize there's essentially tens of strains of the virus. Mm -hmm. You know, I also thought it was very interesting because one of the biggest concerns I had was <clears throat> was obviously cross contamination of tools. You know, I've got essentially three different rooms, and now at this point, I've got tools like the stats and tweezers and tongs mm -hmm. and stuff. But I wanted to know is if I exposed that stainless steel hemostat to the virus, how long exposed to room temperature before it's dead. And right. then it was interesting them, you know, the doctor obviously talking about how it's not gonna die. It could make itself more, you know, because it is tropical in South Florida. And at the same mm -hmm. time it could be weeks, if not months, before it is dead. You know, and then different, and then the fact that they can't test or they haven't been able to properly test for the different disinfectants and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's got me wanting to do bleach solutions now too. I mean, I love F10. F10's expensive. If you think, well, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's expensive because one of those little bottles lasts me a long time. Yeah, 
I only use like 15 milliliters per gallon and I use a little more than I think what you need to. I put a little extra, little extra oomph into it. Um, but I mean, hey, bleach, bleach and water are cheap, you know. So, and it's, you know, that's what he was saying. It's pretty much the most effective thing that he would be using because they don't know anything about those disinfectants yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have the people who swear by like white vinegar or whatever, and maybe that works too. But I want I want whatever I'm killing to be dead dead. You know, right? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Chlorhex. I buy it by the gallon, and I overdose that shit hardcore. Um, but I have been using a lot of isopropyl these days, and probably not in the appropriate mixture. I should. I mean, I'm usually using it straight, but I figure. That's pretty damn good for. I'm obviously not talking about Nido and, and serpentoviruses, but for the normal bacterium that I'm going mm-hmm. to cleanse straight alcohol, screw it. I'm aerating it. It, it. it air dries on its own relatively quick, so whatever. And Chlorhex, man, I drown shit in Chlorhex. <laughs> I don't know that they talked about just straight alcohol specifically. If they did, I don't remember. They were talking about it diluted. They were talking about uh, okay, was yeah, it, yeah. Uh, like 89, 89 proof or whatever it was, isopropyl diluted in water and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why would you want to dilute it? Fuck it. Burn it. Yeah, Dominique, it'd probably be wise to change it up. Like Andy was saying, um, you know, he does a bleach every two cleans with F10. So. It's, it doesn't hurt to change it up, I'm sure. If you have a rotation of, you know, F10, bleach solution, white vinegar, or whatever the hell the hippies are using. Uh, yeah. So that would be smart. But as far as Sean is saying, that talk is making me second guess F10 because we don't know. It's like, well, I don't... It's made for like the veterinary field, so I think it is effective to an extent, but it's a question of how effective. Right. You know, like I, I have not I've been using F10 for years, so I haven't had any issues with it. Like, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I just now, I was just using the hook to pull out the male green tree to put in with the female, and then I was using that same hook uh, to move around one of the boiga, and like I sprayed it down and I left it on the table for a few minutes to let it really kill off whatever it needs to kill off. Right. Uh, let's see, Dom said, a lot of people in my ball python group swear by original brown Listerine. The old man Listerine. That's the kind of stuff Phil's going to use when he's about 80. Yep. I can see where that would work, but I don't know. I just... Chlorhexidine. I've talked. You know, I had I lived with that vet for a little while, my buddy, and I asked him. You know, if he he's never used F10, I had him look into it because I was like, you know, you don't use this stuff. Look at it and tell me what you think. And I think he looked up some papers and stuff on it. And he's like, it's he's like, it's fine. It's you know, you can use that or you can use chlorhexidine and you know whatever. They all kind of do the same thing. Right. <clears throat> well, what's funny is uh, I was actually going to just to go back. I was going to ask Andy. Um, if he mixes those solutions, if he's doing F10 and bleach, and like if this is like a chemical reaction or not, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it got me on that one. 
But uh, what I was going to say is I was, <coughs> excuse me, I was uh, questioning of the blue chlorhexene a few years back. And uh, somebody told me, like, oh, yeah, it's nice. Somebody told me uh, it's not only antibacterial, it's also antifungal. And uh, I was like, hmm. And I actually went out back and I found some mushrooms in the yard and I sprayed on the mushrooms and I watched those mushrooms like dissolve. <laughs> just like black and wither. And I was like, that's my cleaning solution. So. It was a good talk. Yeah, it, was better than, like, it was better than last year's. I mean, last year's was good, but they didn't, they didn't have the slides. They didn't really go in depth. It was more of like a Q and a more than anything else. Uh, yeah, that is it's three negative. Like you want three, you want to test every two months. And if you get three consecutive negative results, it's pretty, he says it's pretty much safe to say that it's, uh, you're, you're in the clear. I was actually going to chime in on that. And uh, so I'm going to be that guy and I'm going to openly admit that I've never tested for any NIDO or Serpento. I never have. What about STDs? I regularly. <laughs> Especially that, uh, that Burmese Python herpes that I freaked out. What's his name about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, what? Yeah. What's, what, what are you talking about? You're like, dude, Burmese <laughs> pythons get herpes and they get all these skin lesions. Yep. Burmese python uh, herpes simplex number 49 or whatever it is. So, um, where was I going with this now? I forgot. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Never How much is a test kit? Uh, the basic, if I recall, is around $60. Okay. But that's everything, like shipping labels included. Right. All of it. Like, the physical test kit itself, the results, all that stuff. Okay. So six bucks a pop. Three times, I right? They, yeah, they do discounts, though, if you get a handful of, like, quantity discounts. Okay. Look at Andy playing devil's advocate here. He said it's tricky, too, because what if you have – what if you – Introduce, I guess he's saying, introduce a new animal to the group. You just don't buy new animals. You clear your collection, and then you never touch another snake again. Or you do what I do, and you have a definitive corn, and then all of a sudden your roommate brings home snakes and just throws them in the room. Yeah, homie wouldn't play that, dude. Tosses them in. Yep. Hard part, too. Is um, you how you have been in this quarantine? If you're in a place like Florida, where certain rooms have to be certified as a venomous room, <clears throat> so I find myself uh, putting them to opposite ends of the room, still having separate tools and separate equipment. Mm -hmm. But I can't, I can't just take it and put it in my bedroom. It's illegal. You know what am I going to do? Yeah, and that's been that's been brought up. In other groups and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, the, the general consensus is, like, that's better than nothing. It's not ideal, right. but it is at least something. Uh, yeah, and, and, I mean, it's it's at least a start. Like, as long as it's you're using separate tools, you're working them separately from everything else. You're right. doing all your cleaning 
competing separately. Mm -hmm. You know, but I, I mean, yeah, it's not ideally you'd want a separate room with everything, yeah. you know, that you don't need. Right. So that actually goes to my next thing. Um, real quick before we talk about the vets, how many people out there, I see a lot of people on Instagram do this. I never do this. I, I use Purell. I wash my hands, but so many people are using latex gloves. And I didn't know if that was a mental thing on the person or like, oh, they sleep. Or if in that, that that's why they're wearing gloves, or if it was some kind of, you know, prevention of cross contamination between species. I don't know. Uh, I know Riley does it a lot. I think it's mostly just because he's makes cleaning, um, you know, cross contamination or whatever. Right. I just, I don't, like I'd be doing it, but. It's just that's a burning through so many gloves, you know, and those mm -hmm. things need like. Yep. I know when if I had gloves, and I was cleaning, I'd be burning through like a half a box of those things in no no time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially those nice black ones that have the special non residue nonsense on them. Oh yeah, the, the UFC referee gloves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The um. I don't know. I maybe I'm old school. Maybe <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe I'm old school. Maybe it's because you know I consider myself having a pretty good immune system. I mean, I drank from the hose as a kid. You know that builds immunity somewhere. But I never wore latex gloves unless I was doing something with like blood or dead animal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never never wore gloves. I mean, touching snake poo was no big deal. Touching human poo that's totally different. Totally different. I don't know why that is, but it is. Time I uh, I had a Burmese python that was probably like six foot and had a real bad stuck shed and I st stood there and I just you know massaged that skin off after soaking him and uh, I got all the skin off and I was like all right cool it's good happy snake and then I didn't even think of it I just wiped my hands on my pants and then I went and did some other stuff and then I went to get a, to this restaurant with some friends they got a burger and I'm holding this big bountiful beautiful cheeseburger I'm just like. <laughs> Yes. I take the bite and I'm like, oh, I ate that cheeseburger. No shame. Uh, Is that how you got burner bees? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's it. That was the segue. Now everyone knows. Yep. Still I mean, is his, his, his street name is Syphilis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they don't uh, call him old Syphilis for nothing. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, great. Now I'm getting messages. Uh, what is Henry sending me? <laughs> it's, I was going to say, how did I know it was Henry? Do I even want to know? <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Thanks. So Mike was saying how he was talking to, uh, I guess, either Dr. Oz or Steve Tillis, and he said it's crazy how many exotic events really don't know shit about it. And that's true, but if you think about veterinarians on any scale, reptiles are probably one of the, like, the smallest percentage of things they actually see. 
Like just because they're an exotic vet doesn't necessarily mean they know what they're doing with snakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, a standard vet, they're going to see cats and dogs and maybe like a gerbil or something or like a rabbit or some other small woodland creature. But you bring in like a bearded dragon and they're probably going to be like semi-clueless because they probably don't see that many of these kinds of things. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think they mentioned it in the in the talk, but, you know, a good exotic vet is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. The, uh, you can hunt one down if they're, if they're a member of ARAV. Um, the association... Is it, it's not ARAV. Reptile and Amphibian Veterinarians? Association of AIV. Yeah. Association of Child Amphibian Veterinarians. Uh, if you go to ARAV.org, they have a directory. And if a vet is a member of ARAV, you can find the closest one. And the like the ARAV vets, I think, are gonna be like the the really legitimate hurt vets, you know. So that's a very handy tool to have. It may I mean it's gonna suck because you're gonna search your state and it's gonna tell you that there's one like on the opposite side of it, but yeah, I don't know. I actually have a gentleman that uh, I'm not going to say his name just because he, I don't know if he wants it out there or whatever, but he's a, um, he's a pediatric surgeon. He's an older fella. Uh, he lives about 40 minutes north of me. He's a pediatric surgeon and renowned for his pediatric stuff, but he loves animals. He's wanted to be a vet for whatever reason he didn't. And um, <clears throat> he's been doing veterinarian stuff on the side using his uh, human practice. I guess you want to call it that. And I don't want to, I mean, I don't know if that's legal or illegal, or whatever. He's not charging people. It's strictly for friends. It's like a friendly thing. But it's crazy how someone who is passionate and obviously well-educated, but passionate does a better job than most of the professionals that are supposed to be doing it. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, if, like talking to, you know, my old roommate, vet, like vet school's tough, man. Vet school's hard, especially if you're going into like the exotic stuff. He says, you know, human doctors, like they have it easy. They have one system they have to know. Yeah. He's yeah. like animal vets, not everything works the same. You know, the, obviously the, the physiology of, of a of a tortoise is going to be different from the physiology of a horse. You know, there's yeah. different like you have to learn just all these different systems and kind of even if it it may not even necessarily be in depth, but you have to have some sort of a general sense of okay, if I'm giving a snake some sort of injection, you want to do it in like the upper third, like the first third of the body, because of the way their circulate, you know, their circulatory system and stuff works. And the way things travel through the kidneys and whatnot, <clears throat> right? But that's not gonna be the same with you know a dog or a cat or anything else. He said, yeah. you know, reg regular medical doctors they have it easy because they just have to know the human body and that's it. They don't have to know the anatomies and workings and whatnot of, of a bunch of different species. Right, right. Especially ones that go into a specialty field because. Let's face it, there's not just an agamid veterinarian. There's not just a lacerted veterinarian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When a, a 
I was going to say, you want to read Dom's thing? <clears throat> so the Reptile Rescue, I work with partners with a local vet school, and they return snakes. They fostered to us because students were afraid of it. Not everyone is cut out to be a reptile vet. True. I've been and Mike said that. the thing is stressed with was the thing I – Thing I stressed was the test that needs to go to the right lab so it's tracked, not a simple positive or negative result. He addressed that in his talk. Yeah, he was talking about how not all uh, facilities and not all tests are for NIDO are created equal. He said, you know, some tests they're they're not very thorough. Um, he didn't endorse anyone in particular, but obviously with PN Dr. Susan being there from Fishhead, right? I, I mean, that's they have. I haven't used anybody else. Um, and I haven't really tested a whole lot either, honestly. I've tested I tested the uh, that male chondro I got from Evan a while back. I tested it. And the whole process is actually pretty straightforward. It's really not difficult to do. It's just expensive. Um, but he talked about how, you know, you can send a test to one group. You can send a test to another group. And you may not get the same results. And that just depends on how, like I said, how detailed, how in-depth are they are they checking these these samples you're sending? And then is you know was the sample itself even good? You know how solid right. how solid was the sample you sent? Did you keep it refrigerated? Did you keep it cold? Did you keep it you know basically keeping it away from heat, taking care of it to make sure it doesn't deteriorate, making sure it doesn't deteriorate in transit? You know, there's so many factors that go into it, and it's I, I can understand why it's why it's stressful and overwhelming for a lot of people. And make you know so I, I totally get it. The uh, that sixty dollars test that we were talking about—that's a mouth swab, or what? What exactly yeah. is the test? So the test comes so with uh, a set of gloves, um, a like uh, a wooden like tongue su depressor suppressor, mm -hmm. and then you have you're using a speculum. Yeah, and you have like okay. a, a medical grade swab, not a not a Q-tip, not something you just go get from the store. Like right. these are made for like taking samples. It's not. I'm assuming it's a different kind of cotton and stuff they use. It's a lot. Um, it doesn't foray. It doesn't have fuzzies. Right. Um, and so then it's it's really not that difficult. You just you grab the snake behind the head. It's it's easier with two people. I will say that I had to have my dad help me with mine. You know, I had him. Uh, I don't remember if I had him do the swab for me or if I had him hold it for me. But <clears throat> so basically, you know, they talk about how you want to swab towards the, the back of the throat. Um, the coena, which is like, if you're looking at a snake, so it's like this, you have like, this is the outside of the mouth, right? Inside you have right. a little view of teeth. You yes. There's a, little, there's a little channel up there that you want to get in. In between <laughs> the teeth. Yes. Like yeah, the roof, okay. like the very roof of the mouth and like the center of the mouth. Okay. Like, so you want to get a good swab in there. Um, Right. I think they were saying around like the glottis, if you can. So they're like their their breathing tube, their right. their if that's what you want to call it. Um, and then you just you you it comes with a little sample with some uh, like RNA stabilizer. I guess that keeps that mm -hmm. that sample preserved. You just take some scissors and cut that that sample into that, seal it up. They give you a bag that seals like twice, like it it tape seals and you like wrap it and fold it like a coffee bag. Um, and then you pack it up in the envelope and send it back. And then they get, you get results back within like a week. So the turnaround time oh, wow. is fairly, right. fairly quick. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, I thought about all my animals and the difficulty of doing it. And there's like certain animals that I just probably wouldn't do it with. Like I'm not going to do it on a five and a half foot baboon. You know, I'm not going to do it on a five foot puff. Like that's just not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. Not why? Um, yeah. But like the carpets and stuff, maybe some of the cobras. You could probably get away with it with the cobras. I just certain animals I just don't like. And it's just like, I, for example, you, you know the restraining tubes, the clear ones. Yeah. I use those as much as frequently possible, even with harmless stuff, just because I don't like grabbing them. You know, I just that's just me. But no, I'm the same. Know, I, like with, with the adult chondros and stuff, man. Like I'm not. I'm not just gonna go in there and grab behind the head. Like tubing them makes it so much easier. You know, you just put them in there and then wait for them to back out, and then at the right moment, you just have them. I will say this though: uh, I messed up uh, a couple months back. I crap. When was this? Probably summertime, I guess. Uh, one of one of the black and white tie cobras that me and Henry work with uh, share eye cap. So I was like, oh, we'll just tuber and use the little alligator clip and just you know. Pop that sucker off, mm -hmm. and she got stuck, like stuck in that tube, stuck. And I was like, "Crap!" So we went up using uh, tin snips and having to like cut the tube up the body carefully, and then like get it right where she could like shimmy back and just dump her out. So, We're but what's anything? Venomous has never been tested positive even after being. I thought that in yeah, that slideshow they had, they had Viperidae well, on there. The, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of that stuff they talked about, you know, still applies to Paramixo. Okay. Which Paramixo will kill venomous snakes and pretty much anything yeah. else. Right. right. Let's see. That's pretty, right? That too, yeah. I don't yeah. know how the tests differ, but... Uh, I am the reptile gumbo podcast I was on last night. That episode just got released, so I'm sharing it around. Oh, cool! I'll give it a listen tomorrow morning on my way to work. By the way, the uh, aging room, Nicaragua. Every single time I put it down, I pick it back up. Totally new notes. Really? Every time. I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, the draw was excellent in the beginning. It's getting a little tight probably because I keep stopping smoking, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I am. It's good shit. I appreciate way, it. Way, way better than the 2018, that encore. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you had that one or not, but, man, was it overrated. Really? It's like, why do you, uh, yeah, I was like, why do people like this? <clears throat> what was he saying regarding different species? I know he posted a chart showing that. And, uh, Ryan's here. Um, let's see. So we'll tackle this first. So, yeah. So you have different strains of Nido or Serpento virus. I call it Nido just because it's, it's, Short form, uh, shorthand, but so yeah, they found it like they found it in corn snakes, they found it in Amazon tree boas, they found it in a couple of other boa species. Uh, they talked about sand boas, 
Like they specifically talked about Steven Tillis, the sand boas and how they gave them active virus and they were literally asymptomatic. Like they had no signs of infection, but they were still hmm. carrying, like they were still, the virus was still present. So that's what we don't really know yet. It seems like Kenyans. Yeah. Um, so I think they're still trying to work out exactly what it is that it affects some species and not others. You know, obviously chondros and ball pythons are the big ones because those are the, the two that are sort of synonymous with the disease itself. Right. Um, but they found it in, in colubrids. And it sounds like after talking to Oz and Steve Tillis on THP a couple weeks ago, like they found it in plenty of colubrids, but none of those colubrids have been symptomatic either. So it's really strange, you know, what, what is it about the, the green tree variety that makes it so so devastating to animals over, you know, a corn snake variety where the animal has it, but it's completely fine. I mean, who knows? It has, I'm sure there's some sort of genetic link somewhere or another, but I'm, I'm also not a virologist. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a guy with a cigar. It's a handsome man. Uh, and then Cox asked how, uh, how does paramixo or however you spell it affect elapids or does it, uh, it does, I believe paramixo from what I understand will pretty much clear out a whole collection. Uh, it's pretty nasty. It, I don't think it's very common, thankfully, but it's, it's pretty gnarly and stuff's, that yeah. stuff's no joke. Yeah. I seen a guy who had paramixo. And luckily, he only had five snakes. And the snakes were African cobras. And everything else died. And those African cobras sat there and took it like champs. But that's another one. Like, you get it in your collection, it's like you're done. Like, there's nothing they can do about it. Like, those animals are either going to die a slow death or you got to euthanize them. Like, paramixo is, is no freaking joke, man. Yep. Mm. What are you drinking? You drink a little white claw? No, it's Diet Coke with lime. Come on, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, if oh, you man. like, I was I was fairly slack when it came. Like, I did quarantine stuff before I met P and Cody and started kind of hanging out with them and talking to them and. You know, I was like, yeah, whatever. I never had any issues. You know, I've got mites a couple times, treated those, knocked it out, no problem, whatevs. Uh, but after hanging out with them and hearing their story about how they pretty much lost damn near everything in their collection at one point that was, you know, non-venomous, um, it did. It, it's we talked about on the on on reptile gumbo last night. Like, it makes you paranoid. But it's up to you as to whether or not you let that level of paranoia like take over and stop you from doing right. anything, right? Or if you're right. just smart about it and you're you're handling your stuff and doing what you need to do to make sure you have the right measures in place to keep something from popping off. Yeah. Like it, it it's had me rethink shows how often I'm going to them. Um. You know, chondra wise, I'm really I don't have any interest in bringing anything new in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like just because I've got, you know, I like my collection a lot. I've got a lot tied up into them. I really don't want to lose them to something stupid. Like I got a good deal on a chondro and had to have it. Right. 
you know, I think I, yep. the one thing I hope everyone sort of takes away from the whole Nido talk and, you know, learning from PA and Cody's, uh, you know, absolute disaster is, you know, at least like think twice before you buy stuff. Think twice about who you're buying from. Think twice about, you know, going to shows and handling a bunch of stuff and then going home. And, you know, like now if I go to a show, the first thing I'm going to go do is like change my clothes and shower. I mean, that may be yep. excessive to some people, but it's like, what's the P and Cody, P especially says it all the time. She says, uh, uh, so like an ounce of prevention prevents a, a pound of, uh, like headaches or something like that. I'm spacing hardcore right now, dude. So basically, like, it's small stuff. Like, you can save yourself. You can save yourself a lot of pain and heartache if you just right. be smart, you know. Right. Use a condom. Practice safe sex. Don't get Burmese herpes. That's right. That's right. There we go. There it Cox. is. Why, man, Cox is always on point, man. This dude's, this dude's always... Oh, man. Right there. My man. <laughs> so on a lighter note, um, <laughs> uh, the I one of the head IT guys under bought a bunch of cameras. Oh, man. I guess it's like a Kickstarter or startup program. Um, uh, Caleb actually commented he knows about them. And it's called uh, Wise. Yeah, Riley. Uh, Riley uses those. Okay, and I was actually going to ask Andy if he's still listening what cameras he was using that he showed us near the car for his snaps. Mm -hmm. um, he's got that like I, Bruce Wayne setup. Yeah, he does. Well, he is Bruce Wayne. Super high tech. So um, he's like printed an Excel sheet of all my data. I know at the push my button. So uh, the we put one in with the breeding uh, black and white tie cobras, and uh, as soon as we put the camera in, they copulate. <laughs> they knew. So we didn't need the camera. What's that? They're exhibitionists. Yeah, we uh, we did draw, but it's still cool that I got it on film. Um, and then it literally ten minutes after we left, we knocked it over. So. <laughs> Now it's just the inside of the hide cave. <laughs> so we'll have to fix that tomorrow. I feel like combined. So Sir Ryan Reed says, I undress in the garage, place my clothes in the place my clothes in the wash, and then take a shower before going to the end room after a reptile show. Yeah. I also don't touch any animals or any tables. Unless I'm physically going to buy it, right? And that's that's you know, I that never kills me, people. man. Going to going to Repticons and like, there's the people there that would rather take their kids to that than go pay, go to pay to the zoo, and so they just hop from table to table with their strollers, and they're not there to buy a damn thing. They're just there because it's a cheap form of entertainment. 
You got let's it. Let's just go handle all these animals for free. We're going to go handle this ball python, yep. and then we're going to walk two tables down and handle another one. And there's not enough Purell in the world to get that to wash the the feeling of paranoia off of my hands during and that. And part of me, part of me doesn't want to get too upset by that. I mean, obviously, it's annoying and it's frustrating and it's dangerous, but. Those people have no idea what serpentovirus is. They have no idea what any of this means. You know what I mean? Animals don't get sick. I, They're animals. I'm mostly annoyed at the fact that, like, I'm at a table. I'm trying to buy something, like, cash in hand. Like, I want that. I know I want that. I'm going to buy it. But I have to sit there and wait and wait and no. wait. These people That's are like... Right. Let's go handle the animals. It's a petting zoo. That's on the that vendor fucking know better. Pardon my French. That vendor should fucking know better that they're literally what we in retail call a nosebleed. You know, uh, you can tell who's going to buy. You can tell who that woman with the stroller is with the kids that she's just trying to entertain them, right? So there should be a uh, conscientious. Uh, realization if anything that that this guy who happens to look like a handsome sasquatch is going to spend money while as this guy over here isn't gonna buy a goddamn thing they and see I'm me, not trying to they see me with my bears rats our life shirt and they look down to see the bears on their table and they see the cash in my hand and they're like step aside this guy mm -hmm. looks like he's about to buy something from me. This guy knows what's up. And, and I'm not trying to... I try my damnedest to not judge a book by its cover. I've had some people come into my store that looked like complete shit bags. And they were the nicest, healthy people you've ever met. So I don't, I don't try... I try not to judge, but... And you've worked retail, and let's face it, shows are retail long enough. You can tell who is literally just taking their kids to the petting zoo. You know? I think it could also be as far as like the spread of germs and things and nasties. It should be completely like the vendors should also be aware of what's happening and what they're doing. And knowing that these people are going to go to other tables and touch snakes, whether you think you have something in your collection or not, it's like yeah. be, be the, be, be part of the solution and not the problem. And be like, if someone wants to hold something, you know, are you, are you actually going to buy it? Are you serious? Or if I'm selling conjures at a show and someone's like, Oh, can I take it out and handle it? It's like, no. And now I'm probably not going to sell one to you. Cause it's like, these are neonate conjures. They're not meant to be played with and finger fucked. You know, they're yep. meant to be, left alone until they get to a certain age to where they're they're strong enough and you know you're not going to screw them up for life and turn them into Stephen Hawking. Of yep. I don't know. I uh it, it is tough because I have It's been a fine line. It's a fine line. I've been that guy that was like, "Hey, let me see that snake." And they're like, "Oh, he's going to buy it." And like I know the right questions to ask. And I'm excited and I'm genuine. I want to see this animal. And I flip the animal over and I'm like, it's not what I'm looking for. I'm sorry, man. And I hand it back to him. Now, me personally, 
I'm going to Purell, you know, and I'm maybe going to go wash my hands. Depends on what I touched. If I have like musk on me or whatever, but they're not, I guarantee you, they're not thinking about the cross contamination. They're thinking about this guy wasted my time because the yeah. money is taking over in their mind. He didn't give me money. Pretty much. So, and I don't, I don't mean to stereotype or to, or to, put everyone in one category. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are completely contrary to what I'm saying. I'm sure there is, but for the most part, not so much. Did, did Billy tell you the story of his, like the, the, the kid at the show who wanted to see one of his coastals or something like that? Did he, did he talk, tell you about that this weekend? No. So he was, I, he, I don't remember. There was a lot of stories this weekend. <laughs> he was vending the show, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this this kid came up and was wanting to buy one of his coastals or wanted to look at one of the coastals or something like that, one of his carpets. And right. so then I guess this kid like looks at it and then his buddy comes up and his buddy wants to hold it. And so he's like, all right, cool. So he like the the buddy gets handed this snake and it like it bites him. Right. And the guy instead of just kind of remaining calm and like just taking it, like literally like throws the snake. At Billy's displays, like, like as like wasn't thinking about it, just like it was a natural reaction of like, oh shit, yeah. And then Billy was like, "You're done, like just go, just go." And the guy yeah. was the guy. He said the guy was like super apologetic and stuff like that. But I'm like, still, I just still. I don't I don't want people handling the stuff I'm trying to sell. Like I know you want to see it, yeah. but the deli cups are clear. If mm-hmm. you, like, here's an idea. Here's like, here's a. You ready for it to have your mind blown? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. You take the snake that's on the table with substrate in the deli cup that's being sold, right? Or available, I should say. Put it in a clear deli cup, and then let the person look look over it that way. They can take their flashlight on their phone and check for mites under the chin, and then you're not having to handle it. Like, make them come to, like, the side of the table so they don't just, like, snatch your shit and run. Right. Then they don't have to touch it. You can either, like, trash that deli cup or just put it in a bucket with disinfectant <laughs> and let it soak. And just Literally. Let it See, like, if you know what you're looking for as far as a healthy snake, right. do you really have to have your hands on it? Yeah. It's no different than when shopping for venomous. Exactly. No different. I don't play with the cobra. I don't play with rattlesnake. Why not? Because I'm a grown up. You got that baby dick. You ain't you ain't man enough to freehandle a, a, a six foot gaboon. She asked for six with, inches. I fucked her twice. With the head of a with the head of a Volkswagen. Right. That would absolutely destroy Dude, you. <clears throat> my big male puff adder was so pissed off today. Oh my god, dude. He bit the glass so many times I had to like back up because I, I I feel bad he hit he's hitting his face in the glass. He did not want to eat his rat. He was just not a happy camper. It's got maybe it's the weather or something. I don't know. He was just in a foul mood today. It's his Ooh. time of the month. It probably is. It probably is. Because it's been cold down here, I've been keeping the heat lamp on twenty four seven, and uh, I think it's finally getting to him. You know. <clears throat> Mike said, my favorite show people are the vendors with snakes, dogs, cats, and some kind of rodent, and the bath fitter people. A lot of people buy reptiles and need bathroom overhauls. 
You get that? You get that at any of the shit like the Repticons and stuff down there. What do you mean? Like I like literally, I went to the last time I went to the Charleston show, Charleston Repticon. There was a bath fitter like booth. No, like, I guess Repticon was like free money. Sure, why not? You can go yeah, sit in the back, back corner over there. Wow. Oh, no. it, it, it seems like if it's the Columbia show or the Charleston show, like they always have this one vendor that's, and everyone's like, why are, why are you here? You're, it's you're, probably someone related to the vendor. I don't know. Probably like his brother-in-law sells tapestries or some shit. I don't know. I will tell you this though, down by us, the Repticons down by us, you do get like the weird stuff. Like um, there's a uh, CBD oil and bath salts. Yeah, there's that. And then there's also like the jewelry. It's like really, really cheaply made snake jewelry that there's only like one little display of snake stuff. And the rest of it's all like tchotchke flea market crap. You do get those. There was another one. I'm trying to think of what it was. And that was the same thing. I was like, why are you here? And I can't remember what they were selling. Might have been like irrigation systems or something. <laughs> really? He <laughs> uh, says we have windows and stuff. Nice. Dude selling bootleg DVDs. <laughs> oh my god! Hey uh, man, it's, it's a nice. It's it's a long flight back. Right. Have a have a copy of Wally. Five dollars. I like it at the gun show. They got two different jerky guys. You know. See that I makes sense. Yeah, jerky like people want a snack. That's like, yeah. I don't need a walk-in bathtub as much as I'd like one. I legitimately see the commercials and I'm like, that's straight up a little hot tub with a door, dude. Yep. You're never too old for that. I'd be in that bitch <laughs> with an ashtray on the ledge, kickback, right. two speaker on, just hanging out like that. That's the one thing I look forward to when I get old as, as hell getting one of those right. walk-in bathtubs that literally turns into like a hot tub. Like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> oh, Comedy puts up. There you go. The gemstones. See, all right. So I don't have a problem with the gemstone guy because reptile people like fossils. They like prehistoric shit. They like science. I'm all about the science, man. Everyone loves science in this realm of things. Got before a private breeder. You're breaking up. Yeah, go back. Time out. You're still you're cutting. You're still cutting in now a little bit. Hmm. How now, Brown? Now I'm good. So, um, no, what I'm saying is, is that I don't mind the gemstone guy because nice. I don't mind the gemstone guy because it's still science. The reptile people love science. They love fossils. They like all that stuff. I'm totally cool with that. But if the gemstone guy got preferential treatment over who's been on a waiting list to get into that Repticon or to get into that show, that's not fair. 
if someone's been on a waiting list to sell their captive bred animals or years, and then some gemstone guy gets in, that's not cool. I don't like that. Yeah, if you're not selling anything directly related to like the hobby, you you get you get last dip. That's way it should be. Nice Cox. Nice. <laughs> uh, Genomic Lab said the last Anaheim show was a pretty big booth that sold nothing but candy. He said he was dumbfounded, and he said like huge bags of candy for like a kid's party. That's Which, just weird. I, I mean, like I'm sure they made a killing because I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> of kids there that were like, "Give me a pound of jelly beans." Right. Thirty it's pounds. It's the day after Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a little chewier than normal. Peeps. Marshmallow peeps in like July. Like, that's fresh. Oh, I hate peeps. Peeps are actually... If you, have you ever you ever roasted peeps? Like on a, like on a stick? Yeah, it's like worse. roast a peep like you would a marshmallow. Oh, what happens? Pretty, it's pretty good. That sugar just turns into like a hard shell. It like caramelizes. It's pretty dope. Nice. Nice. Something to think okay. about. Easter's coming up. Easter's coming up. In like two months. I'll get my stick and my fire ready. <laughs> I literally just imagined some cute little pink bird, and it's just like oh, on fire, no, yeah, in flames, like, screaming. I wonder, does it make like a uh, creme brulee? Kind of, yeah. Ah, that's what it was. It's a thing that stops like leaves from getting into your gutter and clogging it up. Every Harper needs. That. I am living in 2020. I don't really. I really. I'm kind of surprised more people don't think about that. It's like you roast marshmallows on a stick. Just take a sugar, a sugar covered marshmallow, and roast it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they're smartest. Awfully loud, and I can't tell if they're fighting or they're just loud. Aren't they fighting all the time? No, not always. Oh, they're laughing. It's in a ball and Broca and Boca. The Boca oh, yeah. Brawl. I don't know what the hell's going on up there. I think it's Spanish. I think. Yep. Yep, yeah, it's Spanish. Yep. You're in Florida, all right. Yes, sir, I am. 32 miles north of Miami. Slither Inc. What is Slither? Other ink. Oh. Cox can explain it. I don't have the en mental energy to to bust that one out. That's fine. That's fine. No, no bother. I don't really. I don't know that I. I don't know that I have an opinion as far as the whole Slither Inc. thing. He's he's a pretty controversial person in the hobby right now. Um. Breeds, breeds retics, sells a ton of them. 
<laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. The smoke is the smoke is is boring. Boring. It's like I sorry. People, people at the shop all the time ask me about certain cigars. They're like, "How's this one?" And I'm like, "It's a cigar." Yeah. That's 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 the extent of my description. You know, it's like, hey, you got a cigar? Yep, yeah, here's a cigar. Yes, Sean. Like, there's there's some sort of I don't know exactly what the backstory is. So don't quote me on this, but there's some sort of the guy, the slithering dude, has like some sort of history with dog fighting and he sells retics and apparently his like whole collection is like disgusting but it sounds like no one actually knows because no one's actually like really seen it there's people that think he's great there's people that think he's the freaking antichrist i don't know where i don't i don't really sit on that fence necessarily i don't i've seen that i've actually i bought a hook he, he sells hooks, like these little small hooks. And I went, I bought one at the last Charleston show. And I talked to, I talked to him for a few minutes. He's a really nice guy. He's friendly. He's personable. He's usually got these big ass speakers and he's playing like Death Leopard and Motley Crue at obnoxiously high levels, you know? So it sucks to be <laughs> near him. Uh, so do other Repticons... Have a sketchy snack bar run by a by a Shriner with cigs in their mouth. Yes, yes, probably. Yep. Oh come on, Reed. Really, that was a good smoke. What'd you give him? I gave him an intemperance. Oh. <clears throat> Which I still have majority of that box left. I think I gave away like three. <laughs> it's good. I'll smoke them. More for me, Reed. Dude, I More smoked food. so many. You, dude, you were doing like six a day. I took oh. like $108 worth with me and smoked all of them. This is literally like 15 for the weekend. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Hack Haiti. She said, hey. Well, let me see that pretty face, girl. Reed, Reed says he's a sissy. He's my sissy. Reed's the man. Reed is the man. Reed's the man. Reed has uh, venomous arboreals on the mind now, and I'm kind of liking it. Dangerous. I got that. I got that new Zilla cage, man. And and if I play my cards right, I'm gonna get some Indonesian Viperidae. Which ones? So I don't want to jump the gun, but play my card, what's that? Here's Nishia. No, no. Come on. Presented uh, a beautiful pair of them by a friend for a reasonable price, but unfortunately, I'm too old school to pay that price, and therefore, I declined respectfully. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I, I want to get purple maculatus. Perps. Oh yeah, yeah. You were mentioning that. 
You want to get the you want those, those dark night perps though. You don't want the perp perps. Them black. You want the yeah. And his if if Reed uh, uh, plays his cards right. Hispita sound like just a pain in the ass. Dude, I kept Hispita perfect for like And I got to be honest, I regret being bored with it and selling it. I do. You have to feed him snails? Alive. No. Yeah, I guess that would do it. I was working on it strictly at the time, and they had tree frogs. So I would just be like, mine, feed, mine, feed. The thing was super chill. It would ride a hook. It was all hairy and crazy. Yeah, every all the videos, all the videos I've seen of them. You know, Quartz used to post a lot of videos of them. They always kind of seemed like they were just kind of chilling. You know, just kind of like be bopping around. Like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm not doing anything, but I'm here. Even the uh, Daniel Wakefield, he found one when they were in Uganda, and even oh, yeah. that one, like they were filming it, it was it was just kind of like cruising, like it's just. Like not, there was nothing else there. It was the only thing in the world, and it was just like, yeah, I'm on a branch. Nice, nice. But I'm sure if you grabbed it, that thing would freaking mess you up. And uh, no, Cox, I am probably not going to get in Solaris because I have friends that have blue and Solaris, and I don't want to. That's like their thing, you know. I do want the Hispita if if uh, Ryan was talking, Reed was talking about getting some, and I'm like, man, that'd be awesome if you can get me some i want some but you want some honestly, I, want I want the perps first a hispada a hispada my computer my computer keeps kicking me out of the live comments it's annoying the shit out of me dude i've said it before i've said it a million times if I were keeping Exotic Venomous, I'd be going absolutely balls to the wall on Arboreal stuff. I know. A theorist you crypto yeah. Those, uh, even those, uh, uh, Ophriacus, those little, little Mexican horned, yep, looking things. Mexican baby dicks. Those things are cool, man. They are. Like that's yeah. cool. That's that, those, those are the most underappreciated snakes in P and Cody's collection because everyone's like, I've never even heard of that before. They were just, just they were just found yeah. like we discovered them like twenty eleven, right? They're not even that that yeah. old. Yep. I don't know, man. I just never really got into South American stuff. Like, I'm sorry, but like Bushmasters are way too expensive. I never got into uh, what's it, Carias, the boas. I had Brazilians uh, rainbows for a while. I'm not a red tail guy. I just never got into South America. I mean, Kribos are awesome. I love Kribos. I have I have Kribos. Uh, I still I still would really like the beaded's from Ryan, but I just don't I don't have the space to devote to them unless I'm keeping them here in the garage. Like that would be really fun. I would really enjoy it, but I I just. If I do them, and I told him this, like if I if I did do them, I'd want to do them right. You know, get them set up in a nice big setup. You know, get it yeah. just kind of like how P and Cody do their stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like do them some justice. Yep. 
<laughs> Andy said he unfortunately he's now obsessed with mamas. It's like, he and Cody's place will do that to you with a lot of stuff. I feel like those uh those those price I weren't weren't fully appreciated by a lot of people. No, not at all, dude. And to be honest, I saw like, oh, it's not neon green. They're cool, dude. That Andy was awesome, and the enclosure that he made, dude. That enclosure for the price I was so so cool. Oh, I told that Paul was probably one of my favorite. Start making, start making those backgrounds and selling them, dude. Like make them pre-made for certain size exos yeah. and stuff. It's like people would be all over that shit. Yeah, they look good. I don't like dark frog people. Oh yeah, would be Everybody. all over those. Everybody. I mean, dude. Like especially if you manage to put like drill a hole, I guess. And coat the inside of that so that you have something you can just put a bromeliad in and you don't have to worry about it falling off and shit. And it can take, mm-hmm. like, really grip. I don't I need to talk to Paul. I mean, maybe that's something worth trying on some of my stuff sure. eventually. But I didn't know. You at know, some Cody, point, I need to. Huh? Cody told me that the, the, the glaze that they use for the foam is from Hotwire Foam Factory. And it's special. It's not just grout. You know, everyone uses grout. It's not mm-hmm. just grout, it's special coating that the foam people make. I thought that was cool. Huh. Um, oh, by the way, Andy, you may love those mambas until you own them. Mambas are a pain in the ass, man. And don't forget that Cody has four interns that take care of those things for him, so he's blessed. I'm not taking care of mom shit. Literally, done with that poo. Although, I do personally feel that Angusticeps musk smells like celery. That would make sense. They're green just like celery. They're the same color. Yeah, right? Reed, if I make it up there sometime soon, I can get a better grasp. I can get a better grasp of their size and then maybe make a decision from there. And I would much rather, if Justin passes on them and Cox wants them, I would much rather Cox get them. I know he's taking good care of them, opposed to some other people, not so much. (laughs) He might show up to Delta to pick them up and get clapped, Cox said. You just drive across the border, nothing wrong with that. Yes, Andy, they're such a nightmare. Ugh. But I will tell you this. <clears throat> I love taipans. I think taipans are my favorite snake. And I had a couple in the past. And I never had inlands. I really, really want inlands. And Henry wants inlands, too. And I'm sure in time, Henry and I will have inlands, and we'll probably breed them. But seeing Cody's makes me just want them so goddamn bad right now. And I'm like, no, I got enough snakes as it is. I told myself I wasn't going to do high-speed shit anymore. But they're so fucking cool, man. And they're so intelligent. And all I do is find myself reading all my old books that I have and watching old YouTube videos from, like, the... Just, yeah. I'm fucking myself. That's why I'm like, I'm like, baby tree viper. Baby tree viper. It's fine. It lives in a little. It lives in a little box. I missed it. It doesn't fly out at Mach ten and try and eat my face. Smart. 
right? And then Henry sends me some picture of a goddamn inland on the moonscape in Central. Oh, you know Henry. Man, Eric, Eric Burke is teasing what do you do now? with his Mog Line inland carpets. What, you just post him or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that. He's like, check this yeah. out. I know, you, I know you'll appreciate it. I want some of those inlands so damn bad, dude. I want inlands more than I want rough scales. Like, hands down, I would take inlands over rough scales. I know, no one does. And I don't care, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of my, my convictions. Dude, all right, Cox. Yeah, you know I was going to fucking fall for them goddamn Taipans. I fucking love those. Dude, they're legit my favorite snake. And I and it pains me that I have to be such a grown up and not own them. Like it, it annoys that I'm like, no, Phil, don't don't be don't be stupid. Be an adult. You don't need that shit right now. And my friend Elliot, what are you burning yourself again? No, I had a chill. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then my friend Elliot, who lives in Queensland, he actually sent me. Um, this picture he took of an inland in the moonscape of Central Australia, and he actually it was it was entered into a I don't know if it was Australian National Geographic or some kind of Australian photography thing, but dude, look at this picture of this inland that he took. This shit is monumental. Of course, now that I said that, I'm not gonna be able to find it. I'm gonna be that guy. Oh man. Uh, okay, never mind. I'm I, I don't have it, but it's a beautiful picture of a Taipan in the desert. <laughs> oh. So what's Burke saying? He's he keeps tempting me with these inlands. He keeps waving them in my face, and I can't get them. Because A, he doesn't have any available. Oh, well then. Oh, so he's really being a poop head. Yeah. Animals that want to take my head off. <laughs> yeah, they had Taipan. Carly! Carly, yay! Welcome to the Jack. Only here for like two seconds. For like what? She's only she's only going to be here for like two seconds. Prove us wrong, Carly. Prove us wrong. Oh, oh here's Ryan the picture. picture. Oh, Ryan, that damn, that's a big. That'd be big. So here's the picture that my friend Ellie in Queensland took, and hopefully that this camera does it justice. But I need this on display in my living room. It's going to happen. I'm retarded, but it's, this is what's going to happen. Is that is I get it? To... Oh yeah, that's how awesome is that? Picture? That's good. Yo. 
I like it. It's the wallpaper on the computer. <laughs> Hopefully, Elliot will see this. He probably won't because he's 14 hours ahead, but he's in the future, man. Isn't that crazy? Great. Santa's still bringing us our presents after he's hit Australia already. Listen, it, it killed me when him and my uncle who lives in Sydney, they both messaged me at, what is it? Uh, uh, like, it's like, Happy New Year, mate. And I'm like, ha I got like, like 14 hours. Thanks. <laughs> What's funny is uh, I went to a bachelor party. <clears throat> he actually works for a uh, contracting company doing animal surveys for construction sites. So basically, uh, if a construction site is going to do any kind of work on a naturalistic area, he has to go in, basically remove any wildlife that's living there, or tell the bulldoze because X, Y, and Z happens to live there. And uh, he goes out in the bush for days sometimes. Well, I went to a bachelor party in Orlando, and I got shafted pretty bad. And uh, I got up there like 11 o'clock at night, and it, I wound up leaving at like 1 in the morning, just angry, sober, just like, why don't I? And I'm like, man, it's 2 in the morning. Call like to talk. Excuse me. Everyone I know is asleep. I was like, Elliot's awake. So I <laughs> did FaceTime phone call. I was like, oh, my God, it worked. And it connected, and it was crystal clear. And I was like, Kudos to Facebook, not FaceTime, excuse me, Facebook uh, video call or voice call or whatever for having international awesomeness for free. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm about to drive out in the bush and do some work. I can't talk. Sorry. And I was like, I was so sad. I was so sad because the one person across the fucking planet that I actually could talk to on this horrible drive home and he has to work. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, dude. That you can like you can do that stuff on Facebook. I remember like just it wasn't that long ago that all that technology and stuff would have cost you a fortune, you know, at least to get a decent like quality out of the call itself. And right, right, damn Zuckerberg, yeah. that special screen and everything. I remember that. Um, Single-handedly destroying our species. All right, so since the majority of our men, with the exception of the beautiful Carly Jones, um, is it unmanly to FaceTime or video chat with another dude? Is that weird? I mean, I this don't know. I haven't done that many of them. But, like, when I first got an iPhone, I wanted to FaceTime everyone when I was so amazed i was like look that's another person across town that's crazy i could see them like it was like a, it was like a star trek moment and then they're like they're like dude why are you facetiming me men don't facetime i'm like yes they do it's like dude you just got you just got a smartphone for the first time like we understand but stop facetiming men i was like okay i won't do it and now like i hesitate sorry like sorry for caring Sorry for thinking. Sorry for wanting to see your face. I'll I'll try to I'll try to stop. 
<laughs> Only when naked my my chat window keeps <laughs> blinking in and out. So it's I'm getting intermittent things. Are you gonna put that one up what, what Cox put? <laughs> Nice. That's good. That's good. I uh, when my when my dog was younger, when he was like a legit puppy, he used to sit in my pants when they were around my ankles when I was going to the bathroom, and I used to take pictures of it where like you could see my knees and like my pants around my ankles and like the dog in the middle, and I thought it was super cute. And I said to people, and people didn't think it was cute. They were like, "This disgusting. Why would you send that?" I'm like, "Cause it's adorable. My little puppy in my pants." <laughs> Something wrong with you. That came out wrong. Mike, if you're still here, we'll talk to you later. Guten Nacht, Herr Kopney. Did you see? So I have to brag for a minute. Fire away. Sean got the first issue of the magazine printed. And I'm sure everyone in here probably saw that at least somewhere because somewhere because we all reposted. I plastered it everywhere. Yep. That shit looks so damn good. I know. And I know. Be because of him, I found a website where I can upload each issue, and if people want hard copies, they can go and buy one. So it'll still be free digitally. But right. if you were so inclined to have a physical, tangible copy okay. for the low, low price of like $22 shipped, you could go buy okay. each issue. So why have you not sent me the link? Because, well, okay, here's the, here's the deal with this, right? So yes. I set up the account. I uploaded all the issues. It wasn't the, the thing that he sent me to send you, was it? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, yeah, he he sent me what he used. Remember, it was in euros, even though it came from Washington. Yeah, State. yeah, it's the same website. It's same website. Okay, same website. But the issue is, it's not really made to have a storefront where people can go to your storefront on Picho and order uh, what they want. It's okay. made like they have this thing where you can embed the ability to buy one on your website. So it's meant to be right. more of like add this to your website, people can buy it. You can still get a link and send it to people and they can buy one. But there's right. no like, you know, peacho.com slash herpeticulture magazine where you could go and be like, okay, I want a copy of that, a copy of that, copy of that, check out, whatever. Okay. Like they're having it so that you can go on the web your way that's meant to be put on your website as like an extension, more or less, and then people can buy it from there. So that okay. that snowballed into I bought a domain today going to start working on the mag on the website tomorrow because Ben Yunker, who was helping with the CarpFest website, I went to him and said, Hey, if you can hook a brother up with some server space on your WordPress thing and help me out. Like I just, I literally just need somewhere to host it. I looked at Squarespace, which is what I use for THP. They didn't have any templates I really liked. So Ben like hooked me up with hosting so we have the domain, and hopefully I can get it up and running, like, with the – at least – like, the first thing I'm probably going to set up is, like, the shop option so people can go and buy copies. I can post a link. People can go get it. Um, but now the debate has been 
and I was talking to Billy about it earlier, you know, with this website, should I upload all the articles onto the website or should I just keep it simple and have it so that maybe just the issues are embedded and people can read through it there. I'm thinking for the sake of Google and us getting a hell of a lot more traffic and SEO stuff, right. um, putting all the articles up individually. Okay. Cause I, but Billy's like, I don't know, man, that's a lot more work. And I'm like, well, I'd rather do it now when we're four issues in than when we decide to do it down the road, 30 issues in, and now we have to go and backlog all these articles. So if we're going to do it, we kind of need to decide. And he's like, well, it's up to you. So I'm probably going to do it because yeah. now's the time. So are you so just so I'm reading you right. Okay, so it's still going to be on ISS. Yes, it's going to be on issue. We're going to have HorpitaCultureMagazine.com, and then when you go there, it'll just have every single independent article. It won't have, like, issue one, two, three, four. I mean, it probably will. Like, I can still embed them. But, okay. like, if we're going to have that website, you know, like Reptiles, you know, they have their website. Yeah. If you search, there's different right. they have articles and stuff on there, like, archive more or less sure. i want to do that but i want to do that strictly for like people looking up stuff on like we have an article on sailfin dragons in this next issue right like people googling sailfin dragons like we get enough yeah. stuff on that website that's going to be at the top of the rankings and i mean the thp yeah. website like i really don't update as much as i should but I, i've checked the analytics on that recently and it still gets a decent amount of traffic pretty much every week so cool. I, think, I think it would be kind of stupid not to go ahead and put all the articles on there. I agree. And we can have a separate page with contributors and, you know, anyone who's ever contributed, they're there, you know, Excellent. Um, link their social and whatnot on those as well. Uh, I love it. And then your going to be top notch. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to do it right, man. Like, I really, I'm, I'm kind of shooting for this to eventually be like enough of a thing to be full time, you know, like growing it, growing it, growing it. Uh, you know, that might be in like five years, that might be in ten years, but I think the website and putting all the articles on there is probably wise, just because that's just gets more eyeballs, and that's kind of the name of the game right now is like get this thing in front of as many people as possible. And I'll tell you, it, I've had my one complaint from anyone who I've forwarded the magazine to is the issue website. It can be, it can be a little, little wonky. And unless they type in perfectly Herpet to Culture yeah. magazine on Google, they won't find it. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing too is like you, you always post the link on the IG pages. And then I just copy the link, right? And I put it on my IG page, and that's why I find the people. But the link is always funky. It's like a weird six-digit. Yeah, that's the I'll Bitly link. That's, that's the link shortener. Yeah. And that yeah, just and makes I'm it wondering like, if, it looks a little cleaner. Right, but it's it's also hard because uh, I wind up finding I myself just sending them Google Herpetoculture Magazine and click the first one, you know? Mm-hmm. And know. if you go to issuu.com, which, by the way, I feel obligated to spell because every time I tell them it's issue, they spell out issue and it brings them somewhere else. Right. But uh, yeah. whenever I 
it goes to the the ad page, the selling page, and there, there's no way to search for anything. Hmm. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. Yeah, if you just go to issue.com, it's not the publications. It's the want to make click here for eighty nine ninety nine or whatever it costs. I don't know. Well, what I'm thinking I'm going to do too, as far as like the keywords for the website and stuff, is put in like Hurt Mag, Reptile Magazine, so right, that right. when people search up these things, that pops up. You know, so I have a yeah. I have a plan in place as far as the website thing goes that that will hopefully okay. make things a little easier. But yeah, I mean that URL is kind of a kind of a mouthful. Hey. It like drives me crazy that I can't see who's actually in like watching. It just says there's seven people. Doesn't tell me who. I want to know who's lurking in the shadows. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think that uh, I think the magazine definitely needs a website. I think it'll get more exposure. I think it'll be good for everyone and everything. I do. Maybe even get more ad sales. Sean says, still here, driving-ish. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of funny, man. Like, what he said, don't open that message. Did he send that to me? Oh, by the way, the picture you sent me, that's a Theron? Yeah. Thing looks good, bro. That's one of my dad's, man. I'm, I was that's just telling Reed. Good. I sent it to Reed, too. Like, I want to steal that thing so bad. Like mm -hmm. if he ever gets rid of that, I don't even I don't even care if I don't end up reading him or anything like that. I just want that freaking snake. Yeah, that's a that's a damn good looking snake. That's like textbook too, man. You know, that's wild dude. It's like this green, greenish tan. If mm -hmm. it'll show up. There you go. Let's see, does that yours is better? I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, so mag like the, the website's gonna be kind of a big like my big the big project, you know, in between the next issue, which I'm working on. Uh Ian won the ad mag, the, the ad for the rest of the year. So I did that today. I'm, cool. I'm going to I'm gonna tell him to share that around because I he seems pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, Emailed some other people. Haven't heard back from any of them about advertising. Um, I'm, on the, I'm on the hunt, you know, just... 
I think it's it's not terribly appealing to advertisers right now because the numbers are still kind of low right overall you know so mm -hmm. I think uh, have have there has there been an increase of it in issue four huh has there been an increase in issue four they with the exception of the first issue they're all pretty much about the same um, so issue four has <clears throat> huh? First issue being the best issue? Yeah, that had like 2,000 reads. Wow. And then everything else had between 850 and 885. Excellent. So, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the hell we did differently with the first one. Honest opinion, it was... That, uh, honestly, I think it was because people were anticipating it and, and everyone was like, it. And they're like, oh, cool, they did it. You know, that was it. That's kind of what I thought too. I don't know. There's, I'm still, uh, I'm still kind of experimenting with like Facebook ad campaigns and seeing, like, being able to look at, you know, whether I have an ad campaign send people to the page itself or to the website where they can actually read that issue, right? And seeing, like what's getting sort of more traction, I guess, you know, if I run an ad campaign tomorrow that takes people to the latest issue by boosting that post or something, and I'm not running any other ad campaigns and I can see those statistics going up every day. Like clearly there's, there's something to it, you know, it's gotta like, suffocate. you gotta suffocate like one, one stream advertising wise to see how the other one's working out. But, Right. I don't know. I need to get all these issues ordered hard copy, though. Yes. It's got to happen. I think it, here's the thing, too, is obviously it's expensive because you're only buying one at a time. If we were buying 100 at a time, the cost would go down a little bit. We were buying 1,000 and so on and so forth. For me, it was like there was like 10,000 copies, which seemed mm -hmm. way more reasonable spending all that money, but I would almost say we could even get a hand. Like I plan on probably buying a handful of them just to give to people I know that would care. You know what I mean? People yeah. like my mom would be proud of it and shit. You know? And it, it's like seeing how much interest has, there's been as far as hot, hard copies go. Cause we get messages all the time. And usually that question is like, where can I get a copy? Right. So, I mean, the interest for hard copies is still there, which is kind of surprising considering like print magazines are slowly on their way out. You know, that's a that that media is just slowly dwindling. Oh, yeah. Um, Big time. Big time. But if, I mean, if we could figure out a way to get enough interest and like upfront money together to make it so right. that there's hard copy printed in mass. Um, like I'd be all for it. Uh, yeah. It's just it's not something I've really looked into yet. It's kind of hard to gauge currently, like how many people are actually serious about it. Because if we did that, then obviously there'd have to be some sort of a subscription. Right. Right. Set up, you know. Because <clears throat> then, yeah, you know, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be looking at trying to get it in, you know not necessarily chain pet stores, but other, you know, independently owned pet stores. Uh, sure. 
I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. That's that's. I'm not like I'm not afraid to look into it and pursue it. It's just a matter of like how feasible is it currently. And, you know, and funding, man, it all comes that that too. If, if it's yeah. ten grand a month, that ain't happening. Not right now. It's not. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if it is like what it is or not. I need to hunt down the printer we used for the magazines I was at. They're out of like Atlanta. They're not that far away. Uh, I would, but too many people. Jack, that's a good point. Yeah, and then that's that's why I like having the Picho option because then, like I said, it's still free digitally. But if you want a hard right. copy. You can shell out the money because it's not cheap. Like I said, after shipping, I set the cost at like twelve ninety nine an issue. We make like three dollars an issue, like a print at that rate. Like we make really very little, right? Uh, but it is something, and that's like me and Billy already have have a plan in place with ad dollars and stuff like that, where a percentage goes into advertising. Sure. Or the magazine to grow it so we can snowball it into more advertisers and get more money and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I I mean, with the way that Sean's came out, I feel like that $20 or whatever an issue probably isn't anything too crazy. And like I said, if people want it, then they can go order it on demand. Right. You know? And that goes into the website itself because the they're going to go to the website because the articles they want to read. And then they go, holy crap, this is cool. I want a hard copy. Or I'm going to give one to my 12-year-old nephew because he's heavily restricted on the internet because he's 12, but he loves animals. Right. And love it, you know? Yeah. So, my, I mean, my whole opinion on the whole print thing is, you know, it'd be nice. It's something I, I would definitely look into in the future, but I think it's too early to call it. Sure. Sure. You know, but I agree with you on the website completely. Cause I'd also want the, the print quality itself to be kind of high. You know, I wouldn't want it to be cheap. Uh, yeah. I, feel I, don't like want Sean be, I don't want it to be like balled out and, and top notch, but I don't want it to be. Right. But I definitely, yeah. You can see Sean's copy has a very good uh, photo stock for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. You know, that it's yeah. a thick gauge of paper. Yeah, but like that's the weird thing because Dan, Daniel Wakefield, he got one printed because he had the cover and he had the, uh, um, you know, the Uganda article. Right. And he sent me a picture of his, and it doesn't look like it's the same kind as what Sean got, even though it came from the same company. Oh, really? Let me go back and try and find it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Better grade of paper. Maybe I mean, he got the glossy. Like they have a glossy and they have a matte, and I just put glossy as the option because that that just looked fine. But right, Damn it. where the hell is this? Daniel Wakefield. No, I guess it did. Like I thought his was just like the the stapled, like how reptiles has theirs, just the stapled pages. Yeah. There's no real binding. His looks yeah. like his looks like that. He said the color came out a little darker, I think, than than it okay. really is. But he said it looked it looked fine. But 
Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool just to have a freaking stack, man, of, of the magazines, you know. Right. So, anyone who's here, be on the lookout, because I will definitely be having that uh, that notified to everyone when that is up and running and the, the website's going. And Loving it. I could reason. I think I could reasonably get the website kind of where I want it, you know, before posting all the articles in like a day or two. Cool. Because I hammered out the THP one in, in like two days, and I was pretty happy with that. So. All right. I uh, I have another article for you that I'm. I started it like two weeks ago, and I keep forgetting to get back to it. But I'm about five hundred words in. And uh, I'll hopefully have it done by the end of the weekend. Hopefully, cool. It'll, I mean, take your time because we'll probably end up kicking that to the April issue. Whatever. So, so we're on no sort of crazy time schedule. I don't know. Still, got to keep that shit flowing. But I am. I am. Getting the call that the streetlights are on. So I figured as much. We're at an hour fifty-one. So we have THP tomorrow. We've got a cool announcement. I'm very excited. I won't. I won't spoil anything. Y'all will just have to listen to it. But we're Excellent. doing kind of like a pseudo one-on-one. Um, pretty stoked to announce things tomorrow. So. Anyone who listens to JP, be on the lookout and get a shirt. See y'all later. So, uh, Brock put out his new shirts. They look good. He did. He made a Teespring store, so I'm not paying taxes on his shirts. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I need to grab me one at some point. Yes, sir. I concur. All right, man. Have a good Good night. Nighty night. Keep your butthole tight. Tight. <laughs>